Amen. Great singing. You may be seated. All right. Well, it's good to see you back out tonight. And uh, boy, for those of you who return to church tonight, you're in for a treat. We're going to do something different tonight than we normally do. And uh, I think it's really good for us to have a change up, you know, um, uh, with uh, the whole COVID thing. A lot of our, uh, well, a lot of our activities have been canceled. A lot of our special meetings have been canceled. The men's retreat was canceled this last year. And uh, so we haven't had a whole lot of change up. It's like, uh, um, uh, well, I, I was telling my wife, the, well, when we were in the stages of planning this, this is, you know, our poor church, they've had pretty much me and that's it. And they need a change up. And my wife said, yeah, they need a change up. And I said, well, thanks for your encouragement, honey. I, I appreciate it. She said, no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm still not exactly sure how she meant it. But nonetheless, we needed a change up. And so um, thankfully, you know, one of the things we've had a lot of testimonies over the last couple of weeks in this church. And, you know, one of the, the great things about being uh, not only a Christian, but being in the ministry is the people that God brings your way. And the friends that you get to have, and many of those friends you get to keep for eternity, because we're also going to be in heaven together. And so um, I'm 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 so uh, glad that uh, Brother Birdsong has become my friend, and it's so nice. We just have a mountain range between us, and of course that mountain range is our favorite, one of our favorite parts of the world, right there in that mountain range, just because there's so much that we get to do up there. And so oftentimes we'll have our own fellowship meeting, and we'll meet up there in the mountain range, and we'll praise the Lord, and we'll encourage each other, and Brother Birdsong will try to kill me, as he's always the leader when we go up there on our, on our motorcycles, and he knows I don't like heights, and so he always looks for the ledges for us to ride on, and, and then when Mark comes with us, it's even worse. Uh, I don't know what it is about these guys in cliffs, but nonetheless... Um, I, I trust they'll pull me out if I ever fall off of one, <laughs> but, but it's really good to have them with us. It's good to be able to serve uh, in the ministry with friends that God gives to you, and uh, boy, he's just been an encouragement, him and his wife and his family over the years, and, and I trust they'll be an encouragement to you tonight. You know, one of the things that uh, God has given to other preachers that he hasn't given me is talent, and uh, they have the ability to sing and they've actually put out some CDs, and they brought some with us. They just came out with a new one, and um, I got a copy of it. And I says, you know, we need to, uh, I need to get a bunch of your CDs so we can sell them at the church. And then we came up with this idea, why not just have them come and do a concert for us on a Sunday night? And then you can have the CDs back there to, to purchase. So anyways, uh, Brother and Mrs. Birdsong, so good to have you guys with us. Thanks for taking the time. And thank your church for loaning you out to us also. So come on up here. Mercy on me. Mercy on me, that's what happened at Calvary. I was a sinner when he set me free. I'm glad God had mercy, mercy on me. 
I was a rebel who had lost my way. I was the one sheep gone astray. I deserved hell, but I found his love. God looked down from his throne above and had mercy on me, mercy on me. That's what happened at Calvary. I was a sinner when he set me free. I'm glad God had mercy, mercy on me. I was a rebel who had lost my way. I've been delivered from the bonds of sin. Never in a million years would I think I'd be the one to testify. Of mercy on me, mercy on me. That's what happened at Calvary. I was a sinner when he set me free. I'm glad God had mercy, mercy on me. Now I'm telling everyone I know, someday you're gonna reap the seeds you sow. Give it up now to the one who can, send down mercy to the souls of men. And have mercy on me, mercy on me, that's what happened at Calvary. I was a sinner when he set me free. I'm glad God had mercy, mercy on me. I'm glad God had mercy. I'm glad God had mercy. Mercy on me. Aren't you glad for God's mercy tonight? I heard our brother pray just a few moments ago and thank God for his mercy. I'm so thankful for his mercy. It's good to be here with you folks tonight. My name is Kevin. This is my wife, Charlotte. We are from Tillamook, Oregon, the land of cheese, trees, and mud up to your knees. <laughs> About right now. And uh, just over the mountain. And it's good to be with you folks here tonight at the Corridor Baptist Church. And I'm thankful for my friend, Pastor Steve House, and his dear wife, and uh, his family, and each and every one of you. And it's a blessing to have Christians around the world that uh, we can identify with, to have our hearts that are knit together in Christian love. And uh, we hope we can just be a blessing to you in some way tonight. You know, you said your church needs a change up. Well, so did ours. So they're, <laughs> they're thankful I'm here tonight, probably. And <laughs> One of our deacons is filling in, and man, they probably got a full house over there tonight. It is good to have a little change up from time to time. You know, it's not been the easiest of years, as everybody knows. We've, um, you know, the Bible says we're to not worry. Fret not, the Bible says. But I grew up the son of my mother, and my mother is the worry queen. You know what I'm saying? And so I got some of that tendency in me as well, so I have to pray a lot trust the Lord a lot, and still find myself worrying more than I should. But you know, there's coming a day, friends, in heaven, we're going to be in a place where we won't have to worry anymore. And that's the title of this next song. I hope it blesses you. I won't have to worry anymore.
my feet get weary and so sore, but a brighter day is coming, soon I'll step on heaven's shore, and I won't have to worry anymore. I the Lord. We have a lot to look forward to as God's people. I mean, you know, we have a merry heart. We should have at least. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. I preached a message not long ago, Pastor, on the grumpy and mean vaccine. <laughs> I tell you, it seems like everywhere I go, people are grumpy, they're mean, you know, avoiding one another. And the Bible says we're to have a merry heart like a medicine. That's the vaccine we need that gets us back on the right track for the Lord Jesus Christ. I do know this, one day he's coming back. Not long ago we heard a song that to me is very powerful. 
The Bible teaches us that Jesus could come back at any moment. We know not the time. We're to be ready for his coming at any moment. I do believe, friends, that we are living in the last of the last days. That's my opinion. I think he's coming back real soon. The Bible talks about him coming back at midnight. Not the actual hour, but uh, that's the phraseology that's used. I think it's really close to that midnight hour. And this song is entitled 1159. Maybe it is that close. Time is winding down. Just look around us. Evil's breaking loose on every side. The devil knows his time. It's almost over. But soon the clock will stop and Jesus Christ will take his bride. So shout it from the rooftops. Proclaim it in the streets. Tell your friends and neighbors. Tell everyone you meet. We all need a Savior, but we're running out of time. He's coming back at midnight. It's 11.59. God's prepared a place for all his children. Free from fear and doubt, tears and pain. But we must choose our destination. There's just one way to heaven, and Jesus is his name. So shout it from the rooftops, proclaim it in the streets. Tell your friends and neighbors, tell everyone you need. We all need a Savior, but we're running out of time. He's coming back at midnight, and it's 11.59. At the right hand of the Father, he'll soon stand to his feet. Son, go get my children and bring them home to me. So shout it from the rooftops, proclaim it in the streets. Tell your friends and neighbors, tell everyone you meet. We all need a Savior, but we're running out of time. He's coming back at midnight, and it's 11.59. Yes, he's coming back at midnight, and it's 11.59.
you believe that? You believe he could come back at any moment? And it would be great, wouldn't it? It would just be fantastic. But maybe he'll choose to leave us here for a long time more. I'm not sure. Maybe for the rest of our lives. That's great, too. That's just a little more time to evangelize, a little more time to share the gospel with those who need it. I'm so glad that somebody shared the gospel with me. I know you are, too. I've learned a few things in these 53 years of life. I've learned that there are times when the sailing is smooth, very smooth. I love those times, don't you? And uh, smooth sailing, bright sunny skies, Lord's blessing. It's just awesome times. I've also learned that there's some rough seas on occasion, some very rough seas. When God first called me to preach back in the state of Kansas, I was 15 years old. We had a revival meeting not long after that, and we had a, a visiting pastor from the Bible Baptist Church in Lawrence, Kansas, home of the Jayhawks. And anyway, Pastor Vernon Longstaff came, and he preached that meeting for us. My pastor introduced me to him, and he said, God has called this young man to preach. Now, Brother Longstaff, he was, he was probably 80 at the time. He's resting in the shade on the other side tonight. He took my hand and he said, son, you're going to have to be about half rhinoceros to make it in the ministry. He said, you got to have a thick skin. You know what? He was right. It's not always smooth sailing. You got to have a thick skin. I did a little study one time and a rhinoceros skin can be up to two inches thick. Well, that's thick skin. Off to college a couple years later in Oklahoma Baptist College, Dr. Jim Vineyard was the pastor of the church and the president of the college. He's now resting in the shade on the other side. He would stand up and tell us preacher boys, he said, you're going to have to be about half bulldog to make it in the ministry. He would say that to the Christians in church. You're going to have to be about half bulldog to make it these days as a Christian. You know, he means like a bulldog, grab a hold of something and won't let go. Tenacity, persistence, stickability. So last week I preached a sermon entitled, Half Bulldog, Half Rhino. Half Bulldog, Half Rhino. After church, somebody said, you look like about half bulldog. Your face, you know, your face looks like a rhino. Yeah. Got to hang in there, folks. It's not going to be easy. There will be some smooth sailing, but there's going to be some rough seas. But remember, there's somebody who walks on the water. There's somebody who's the master of the sea. And that's the title of our next song, one of my favorites, written by Squire Parsons a few years back, The Master of the Sea. One night upon the sea, a ship was tossing to and fro. Breakers dashed on every hand, angry winds around it blow. All on board were filled with pride as the mighty billows roll. 
Then they called upon the one who the winds and waves control. When he reaches out his hand, billows cease at his command. Winds and waves obey his will. When he says to them, be still. What man is this they all did say? That the winds and seas obey. He's the one who sails with me. He's the master of the sea. Listen to the words now. She sings. It's powerful. Though the storms of life may rage and the billows round you Upon life, see you sail. Trust in him who never fails. I'm so glad he sails with me. He's the master of the sea. When he reaches out his hand, billows cease at his command. Winds and waves obey his will. When he says to them, be still. What man is this they all did say? That the winds and seas obey. He's the one who sails with me. He's the master of the sea. When he reaches out his hand, billows cease at his command. Winds and waves obey his will, when he says to them, be still. What man is this they all did say, that the winds and seas obey. He's the one who sails with me, he's the master of the sea. He's the one who sails with me. He's the master of the sea. The master of the sea. Amen. This is my lovely wife, Charlotte. We've been married now for 31 years. Has it been 31? Yeah. 32? Some, I don't know. I lose track. She's from Colorado. I'm from Kansas. She's a mountain girl. I'm a flatlander. God took us to the same place in Oklahoma and had our paths cross. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me outside of being saved. She's a wonderful wife, wonderful mother, a great pastor's wife. And I thank God for her. She did her first recording some 30 years ago. And uh, we, there is a copy of it back there. It's uh, uh, Deliverance Will Come. I know you would enjoy that CD. I want to have her sing a solo for you right now. It's a beautiful song, The Potter Knows the Clay. Sweetheart.
it's getting hard to stand the heat but even harder is the God's hand still on me. It's lonely in the flames when you're counting days of pain, but the potter knows the clay. How much pressure it can take. How many times around the submission to his will. He's planned a beautiful design, but it will take some fire and time. It's gonna be just came through that fire not too very long ago and looking back I can see why that my God was in control but on the hottest days I'd cry Oh, Lord, isn't it about time that the potter knows the clay? How much pressure it can take? How many times around the wheel till there's submission to his will? a blessing. Thank God for that. Sweetheart, would you just take a moment, slip over to the piano, and here's the number. You'll need it. There you go. While she's getting ready for that, let me mention we do have some CDs there in the back, and if you'd like to uh, avail yourself to those after church, we would appreciate it just to see us, and uh, we'll help you with those. Again, some the, the first one we made she made actually was 30 years ago 
It's right there. You'll enjoy that one. There's a couple with our boys. We have two sons, Kyle and Keith, 30 years old now and 28 years old. Those recordings were made when they were squirts, okay? And uh, we were in a church one time, Brother House, in South Carolina singing. And uh, we sang together as a family. Then the boys sang a song, and then we got up and sang again as a family. After church, an elderly gentleman came up to me, and he said, Son, let me give you a little advice. Well, I try to listen to my elders if I can, and he said, If I were you, I'd just sit down and let those boys sing. <laughs> that really that got to me that hurt me there's some with the boys on there our newest one mercy on me we're singing several of those songs tonight it's there i understand that cds are almost out of style now okay mercy on me you can find on most all the digital platforms so if you want to check it out there uh, spotify things like that youtube however uh, is certainly available in that way as well. Uh, we were in a church singing uh, not too long ago after church. The CDs are $10, by the way, if you want one. And after church, a lady came up to me. She said, here, here's $10, but I don't want a CD. <laughs> wow, okay. yeah. So if you want to make a donation without the CD, that's fine too. But You might as well take one if you pay for it, you know. <laughs> Let's all stand. You'd like we could stand for just a moment. Here's a fun little song. I noticed your Sunday school time is 10 o'clock. Is that right? Same as ours. And so we've been singing this song in our church for quite some time. It's to the tune of Love Lifted Me. How many of you ever sung 10 o'clock sharp? Okay. It goes simply like this. To help you remember what time Sunday school is. Ready? Here we go. 10 o'clock sharp. Now, it's important that you, you got to go sharp, right? Here we go, babe. Let's try again. Ten o'clock sharp. Ten o'clock sharp. I'll meet you in Sunday school. Ten o'clock sharp. Ten o'clock sharp. Ten o'clock sharp. I'll meet you in Sunday school. Ten o'clock sharp. <laughs> Our kids love that song. <laughs> and they add those to do. Let's try it one more time. Ten o'clock sharp. Ten o'clock sharp, ten o'clock sharp, I'll meet you in Sunday school. Ten o'clock sharp, ten o'clock sharp, ten o'clock sharp, I'll meet you in Sunday school. Ten o'clock sharp. Great job. You may be seated. <laughs> well, Charlotte, she feels at home over there at that piano. We had that... Uh, that piano was in our church for several years, and uh, Brother T.J. Smith from Albany gave that to us when we started the church many years ago. So it's been around and been blessing a lot of people. Here's a fun song, Let Me Tell You About Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus and what he's done for me. How he saved a poor lost sinner, now my soul has been set free. He has given many blessings, caused my heart to overflow. 
And I know he watches o'er me, watches me where'er I go. Let me tell you about Jesus and what he's done for me. How he saved a poor lost sinner, now my soul has been set free. What a miracle we were given some 2,000 years ago. How the Father sent him to us, all because he loved us so. Let me tell you about Jesus and what he's done for me. How he saved a poor lost sinner, now my soul has been set free. Now my soul has been set free. Set free. Amen. Well, for me, it happened when I was nine years old at Little Baptist Church in the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas. Anybody ever been to Arkansas? Yeah, you, you like foreign to tra traveling to foreign countries, huh? Yeah. It is about like that. But I grew up there, and uh, there on a Sunday night, our assistant pastor preached a message that night, and he preached about hell. And he said that I needed Christ as my Savior. He talked about how awful hell was, but he told me I didn't have to go there. That was good news. And uh, the invitation time came. My mother bowed her head. I pulled on her dress and said, Mama, I want to be saved. She said, Son, I'll go with you. And we came down that aisle, and I knelt there. The pastor came, and he took the Bible, and he showed me from the Bible how I could trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I don't remember exactly the exact words I prayed, but I know that I trusted Christ that night, and oh my, what a great decision I made that evening. I got baptized the very same night, and I'm so thankful for it. My life hasn't been perfect, that's for sure, but God has been with me each and every step of the way. Sweetheart, tell us about when you got saved. Well, it's similar in some ways because Johnny Pope, how many, if, has anyone ever heard of Johnny Pope? He's an evangelist. He was preaching at a youth conference in Denver, Colorado. I was 17 years old, grew up, and was born into the ministry. Um, didn't have a choice. I was born into a pastor's home. Um, so, and I still am serving God because it's the best ever given me was to be in the ministry. But at there. Confession of faith early on when I was little, real little, but there was no growth. There was no, and I um, desire to serve the Lord. I got rebellious. People started praying, thinking, what is going on with her? Well, I went to a youth conference in Denver, Colorado, and Johnny Pope preached on hell. And so, boy, did he preach on hell that night. Woo! And what was so ironic about the whole thing is I sang that night a solo and the title was, I Belong to the King. I knew down deep I really didn't. I knew, I knew the roles to play. I knew uh, ministry was all I'd ever known. And, but there was no personal relationship. And so 
I knew that night, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, am I going to sit here and go to hell for these people? But I just sang I belong to the king. How embarrassing is this? And as a teenager, it's like, I'm such a hypocrite. But there was a group of teenagers and people all over that had known me through the years. They were praying for me. They knew something was up. They were afraid for me. I was making some choices that weren't good. And I was a hypocrite. And I just decided, nope, not going to hell for these people. I'm going to put all that aside. And I went forward and I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior that night. And I'm just praising the Lord that I did that and that now I'm serving him all these many years. Still love it. Love going to church. Okay? It's okay. Everything's okay. God's in control, and I love it. Okay? And I always will because it's just what we do. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. I thank God for her. And uh, we met in college at Oklahoma Baptist College. They had her dad come and preach in chapel one day. She was a music major. And he stood up in chapel. We had gotten engaged. And he said, wouldn't you know it? I sent my wife, my wife, I sent my daughter off to college to become a songbird, and she comes out a bird song. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Here's a beautiful song. Thank you for the roses. Sometimes God's put some beautiful roses into our life. Listen to these words.
Well, as Charlotte said, she came from a pastor's home. Her dad and mother have been in the ministry now for nearly 50 years. They are not pastoring now, but they have a camp, a Christian camp, in Marble, Colorado, Treasure Mountain Bible Camp. Her father is one of my heroes. I thank God for him and uh, her mother. They are godly people and uh, wonderful. If you ever get a chance to get out to Colorado, you want to stop in. It's the most beautiful place in the world, the Treasure Mountain Bible Camp. A couple years ago, he, he called Charlotte. He said, sweetheart, before the Lord calls me home, there's one thing I want to do. He said, I want to make a recording with you. And so they were able to do that and go back to Indiana and make a recording. We're going to sing a couple of songs real quickly off of that CD. Now, I can't sing it like he can. It's there in the back. It's entitled The Longer I Serve Him. But I'll sing a couple songs off of there. Uh, with her, and I thank God that I'm able to sing with her. First time we sang all those years ago, and been a lot of songs since then. Here's one that uh, talks about a man who waited a little bit too late to make a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ. He ran out of tomorrows today. He sat in the back of the church one Sunday morning. You could see the conviction in his eyes. The preacher tried to talk to him, but he never would give in. He said, not today, maybe some other time. The preacher said, I know you've always been a good man. But your goodness cannot keep you out of hell. So then why not just give your heart to Jesus? He said, not today, maybe someday I will. But he ran out of tomorrow's day. He died alone out on an old highway. No one knows 
if he had the time to pray. He ran out of tomorrows today. I remember how he loved the gospel singing. Sometimes he would even sing along. And one night we thought he might go to the altar when the singers sing to reach him with their song. Then the preacher gave another invitation. He said, sinner, without God you'll surely fall. Though his face was wet with tears and the Lord was oh so near, he walked away from his final altar call. He ran out of tomorrows today. He died alone out on an old highway. No one knows if he had the time to pray. He ran out of tomorrows today. No one knows if he had the time to pray. He ran out of tomorrows today. Here's one where I think we better take a drink of water before we sing this one. <laughs> The reason I say that is this next song has a lot of words. Her, her dad loves this song. And uh, it's got a great message. God's been good to us, each and every one of us. He's been too good to me too long to turn back now. Amen? And I'm just going to keep on keeping on. I hope you will do that as well. Recently I was on the phone. Actually, it's been about three years now. I had a business call to a man in Atlanta, Georgia. His name was Peter. He was a younger man. I could, at least he sounded that way on the phone. We talked business. At the end of the conversation, I said, Peter, keep on keeping on. He said, what? I said, uh, keep on keeping on. You know what that means? He said, uh, yeah, my dad used to say that. He said, okay, thank you. We hung up. Now, I, he didn't know I was a pastor I, or a Christian. I just felt compelled to say that. About five minutes later, my phone rang, and he said, Sir, this is Peter. And he broke down and started crying. He said, I was having such a hard day. I've had a lot of things happen in my life. I've, I just feel like giving up. But when I heard you say those words, keep on keeping on, I took new courage. I said, Peter, are you a Christian? He said, I am. I am. And we had a great conversation uh, with one another then about the Lord, the most important business in all the world. God's been too good to me too long. Mm -hmm. 
Consider old Job sitting alone, family and fortune all gone. If ever a man had a reason to quit, Job had a little mile long. Oh, but he never doubted, even when those around him said, Why not just curse God and die? Old Job stood his ground, great favor he found. To all of his friends he replied, He's been too good to me too long, and he won't fail me now. He's brought me too far and showed me too much. This world can't turn me around. In my time of tribulation, when the battle gets rough, I just call upon the Savior, I know he's enough. If I trust him, I can't go wrong. He's been too good to me too long. Sometimes in this lifetime, the sorrow and hard times, you feel that you don't have a friend. Dismissing the stress, Lord, it drives you insane. You feel that it might do you in. Oh, but then you remember, before you surrender, God will deliver somehow. He'll always come through what he says he will do. So stand up and shout it out loud. He's been too good to me too long, and he won't fail me now. He's brought me too far and showed me too much. This world can't turn me around. In my time of tribulation, when the battle gets rough, I just call upon the Savior, I know he's enough. If I trust him, I can't go wrong, cause he's been too good to me too long. He's been too good to me too long, and he won't fail me now. He's brought me too far and showed me too much. This world can't turn me around. In my time of tribulation, when the battle gets rough, I just call upon my Savior, I know he's enough. If I trust him, I can't go wrong, cause he's been too good to me too long. In my time of tribulation, when the battle gets rough, I just call upon the Savior, I know he's enough. If I trust him, I can't go wrong, cause he's been too good to me too long. He's been too good to me too long. Yes, he's been too good to me too long. Well, praise the Lord, folks. Thank you for listening to us tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you guys back there in the sound booth. Man, we appreciate you working so hard and getting those soundtracks and working with the microphones. That's not an easy job. And uh, there in our church, our, my, my motto is as a pastor, if anything goes wrong, blame it on the sound guy. That's, that's just it. Amen. We appreciate it, Pastor. Thanks for letting us be here tonight. God bless you. All right. Well, do you feel encouraged tonight? That was good. Appreciate that. And, man, uh, it's so true. He's been too good 
uh, to us for too long um, to turn back now, right? And so we're just going to keep going forward. And, and don't forget, as we uh, continue this week and as we're dismissed, uh, to be praying for one another and to be praying for your church. And, and really, this is the last week um, for our uh, conditional use permit for them to come back and tell us that there's something wrong with it. And so if we can get through this week, then we'll have the public hearing. And then, um, and then we just keep going from there. And so don't forget your commitments, and don't forget to continue praying that God would just continue. Uh, he's Literally, he's going to have to part the Red Sea for us to uh, do what we've asked him to do, but we know he can't. And so we are really counting on uh, him coming through as he has and as he will continue to do. Wow, Josie's here tonight. Josie, nice to see you. <laughs> You're supposed to be walking on that foot? You've been practicing on that walker, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and stand. And and uh, good, I want to thank the bird songs for coming out and just giving us this change up. And let's um, uh, get by and just let them know how uh, what a blessing they were to us. Thank them for coming up over the mountain to come in to be with us. It truly was a blessing tonight. Thank you guys so, so much. All right, let's go ahead and pray and ask God to close us tonight. Father, we are thankful uh, just for friends in the ministry. Lord God, we thank you for our church, and we thank you also for churches we can fellowship with. Lord God, we certainly need fellowship. We need encouragement. We need exhortation, probably more now than ever. And, and Father, I pray that you would just continue to be with um, Ocean Breeze Baptist Church there in Tillamook. Father, I pray that you'd continue to bless them. And Father, as they, uh, as they continue to strive, Father God, to reach their community, I pray that you would encourage this preacher and his wife, 